Welcome to Social Proof, a podcast about influence brought to you by Soapbox. We're in the business of social media and influencer marketing. So we talk to people every day who've built brands, fans, and followers. We're intrigued by the idea of influence. What makes certain people so compelling? Join us each and every week as we raise our glasses with captivating individuals and dig into what it means to develop a personal brand and have true influence. Cheers to real people and riveting stories. Okay. Hey, welcome to Social Proof with Soapbox Influence. We are thrilled to have Angel Beasley with us here today. I'm Beth. I'm Charlotte. And we are so excited to talk to you today, Angel. Welcome. I'm super excited to be here. It's going to be so fun. for the conversation. (laughs) Well, you look amazing. I hope a few of our listeners will actually tune in and get to see your rock and look. But hey, give them a little bit of background. Who's Angel? What do you do? And uh, what's your life look like? So a little bit about myself. I'm originally from Louisiana, but I grew up in Arkansas. But I definitely have strong ties still to Louisiana. Um, all the Creole food, everything like that. Um, My grandparents still live there. So love Louisiana. Go Tigers. Love it. We'll take it. We'll take it. SEC. I was going to get there. So I um, I grew up in Arkansas in the central part of the state, North Little Rock. So if yes. you're from North Rock, we throw up the end. We're really passionate <laughs> about the North side. Um, grew up doing amazing things here, was a dancer and a softball player mm-hmm. and did crazy stuff. And then went to the University of Arkansas. So I am a hog. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's always House fun divided. in our family when the uh, LSU plays Arkansas. Yep. Thanksgiving's fun. <laughs> yes. Um, I majored in journalism at the U of A. Ooh, me and too. Did not know this. Did you? Yes. Char? That's awesome. Um, Professor Foley, one of my favorite <gasps> professors. <Yes. you> <laughs> I actually never went into that field after I interned, realized it wasn't the best fit for me. And when I left school, I opened dance studios because I danced on the University of Arkansas Palm Squad. So yeah. My friend and I, Brittany, who still owns Backstage Dance, Mm -hmm. we opened two studios, one in Fayetteville and one in Arkansas. So I spent five years doing that, dancing Mm -hmm. and being an entrepreneur and figuring out how to be the janitor of the business and the creative director and the finance person and all those things, which was really exciting. Um, And then I found myself um, in my early, well, late 20s, getting into corporate America um, quickly after I started in corporate America, I came into Walmart where mm-hmm. I was in marketing, um, got a lot of experience there with our bigger suppliers and then, um, left for a little bit, was a buyer, was a beer buyer, yes. which was exciting. <laughs> uh, I left the company for a little bit and went into digital marketing and worked for Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm which was fun in trade marketing. And now I'm back at Walmart as the merchandise director for beauty 
um, in specialty hair. So yeah. I have some fun categories. I'm like, like that's too. why your makeup's so good right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> always yeah. on point. <laughs> Anytime I show up, I feel this extra pressure being yeah. in beauty. That, yeah. You know, you gotta have <laughs> oh, a I bet. Like, or something. <laughs> I love it. Well, and you're so that's, doing that's amazing do. things in beauty. Wow. I mean, it's been so fun. You and I met, I think, I guess you were at Anheuser. I'm trying to think if we knew one another before that, but it's been really cool to watch you hit your stride in this role. So will you dig into that a little bit more and what are you doing in beauty and what's so exciting about that space right now? Beauty is so fun, especially being a black woman in beauty mm. because our voice is so needed. Um, yeah. And the country is at a point right now where they're listening. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the perfect timing. Everything just has come together. Um I was already doing great work in the multicultural hair care space, bringing in cool black owned brands, being an advocate for the black consumer. Um, Although for textured hair, you know, 34% of our shoppers are actually white people that have curly hair. Yes. um, yes. Please advise me. You're part of that uh, group of people, but it, it's amazing to go into a room um, with supply, big suppliers like L'Oreal or PNG, and mm-hmm. really collaborate with them to have authentic voices to expand mm-hmm. what beauty looks like past uh, just a one stereotypical version. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing a lot of great work in diversity and inclusion. We just launched a black-owned uh, beauty page, which is awesome. Oh, wow. It it's huge has over 40 Black-owned suppliers so that great. cater to needs for African-Americans, but also cater to needs for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool to be a part of that journey and evolution for Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had um, you had the box hit recently too, which I thought was incredible. Can you talk about that? Yes, the beauty box, which was really fun. So we partnered with Unilever, um, their Shea Moisture brand, which mm-hmm. is known for like just the best products, natural ingredients, but they do cater to the African-American consumer. We partner with them to support different Black-owned brands like the Lip Bar, mm-hmm. which I have on today. Oh, love it. Ooh. You are repping. Uh, like it. <laughs> the Lip Bar, Eden Body Works, which is owned by a 30-year-old Black woman, mm. uh, Black Opal, which is a historic yep. Black-owned brand, and then a new brand that we found this year, Taylor Beauty. So that beauty box um, had a beautiful artistry on it the front of it. Gorgeous. They moisture worked with um, an artist to curate that specifically for the box. So it hits stores and it's online. It's only $10, but it's a $25 value. So it's, it's huge. It's awesome. yeah. We'll link to it in the oh, yeah. show notes because I loved watching you. I know you were so excited personally about rolling that out. And Black Opal is an amazing brand. I've had a mm-hmm. chance to get to know the founder a little bit there. And I, I just love that you had this mix of the big recognized household brands and then these kind of up and coming, maybe less well-known brands and you showcase them together at Walmart. And we'll probably dig back into that in a minute because I think everything you guys are doing with within Walmart Beauty is just so riveting right now. But so talk to us a little bit about um, just kind of your typical day. What does it look like and, and, and what, what goes on in your life? So I am not a morning person. But <laughs> Feel that. Yes. Cheers to that. Cheers to not being morning people. 
We but take a sip. No, this is real. We take a sip. It's like a drinking <laughs> game there for a minute. <laughs> uh, because I have three children and I work in corporate America, like I'm forced to wake up. So when I get up in the morning, I start my day with some quiet time, reading um, scriptures typically. Then I jump to Instagram and scroll. <laughs> I am being honest. I'm social by nature, so you have um, to. Yeah. You're in the industry and the yeah, have to know research. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, Work. that's what it is. It's pure research, no gospel <laughs> at all. So I I try to get some time for myself, and then uh, get my kids up, ready, take mm-hmm. them to right now, grandparents and my son to school. And then it's off to the races for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Zoom so races. The Zoom world, mm. checking my financials, checking on emails that I came in late at, in the evening and then starting my meeting day. Yeah. And so the, the beauty of merchandising, what I love about it, because I'm a free spirit and I'm a creative person by yeah. nature, is that no day is typical. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So every day is different. One day mm-hmm. I'm on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next day I'm presenting in front of the entire organization. Mm-hmm. And the same day I could be mentoring one of my associate merchants. Mm-hmm. So every um, day is different. What I have done, though, is try to make sure I actually take a lunch and work out yes. in the middle of the day. Yeah, that's a perfect segue because I want to dig into your passion for fitness. And then I promise I'm going to let Char ask questions. <laughs> but um, you and Jimmy, your husband, have a, a real passion in this space. And I think we, you know, I think of you as an influencer on several fronts because of the things that you are doing in your family business, as well as the things that you're doing in the beauty space and as a merchant. So can you talk a little bit about that side of your life? Yeah, that's um, a fun, exciting side. So a few years back, probably I would say seven years back, we had a moment with our family um, where we bought a, we built a house and it took us in a financial direction that we were not prepared for, but also had a really negative impact on our marriage. Mm. And so we had one of those come to Jesus moments where we came together and said, how do we um, build a plan and almost a framework that our family can live by. And that's where Be Easy was born. Kind of a play on our name, Beasley, but also a play on me being from Louisiana, the Big Easy. So uh, it's all about creating simplicity in your life and really honing in onto the natural gifts that you already have. So when you lean into those gifts that were given to you naturally, life becomes a lot simpler. Not that Mm -hmm. you won't have challenges, Mm, but doors open things happen more naturally for you and not, you're not forcing it. And mm-hmm. so we create it be easy for our family and then has expanded to this community of health and wellness. My husband yeah. is really into fitness, um, but it's not just about your physical fitness. It's about being spiritually, mentally, and physically sound mm-hmm. um, in every area of your life, whether that's raising your kids or mm-hmm. you personally taking rest in yeah. the middle of the day mm-hmm. um, or just moving your body. Yeah. Well, and I've, I've been around you and Jimmy together. He's such an incredible human. Um, I obviously don't have to tell you that, but um, he has such a presence in a way I think of leading and influencing people. Like he is, he is very sound in his outlook on life. And um, you two are just a pleasure to be around, I think very inspiring. So 
Um, we may circle back around, like I said, I'm going to let Char talk, but I want to circle back around a little bit to how you two show up and, you know, how you represent your individual brands and then your kind of united family brand on social. But I'm going to shut up because I always do this to Char. <laughs> I just say <laughs> like, I have I'm 40 like, questions, mm, one, one mm. minute. <laughs> no, I guess just going off of that, hearing just how you grind at work and you're grinding at home and just... You know, I feel like I actually was listening to something the other day and it's like, remember your why. We always tell our influencers that. And so I guess just what is your why? Like what motivates you every single day with work and with your side hustle, with you as mom, like everything? Um, You know, I always, my why changes as I get (laughs) older. Um, This is my 39th year of life. I'm about to be 40 in November. So the Ooh, 40s yes. are the best girl. Welcome. You're going <laughs> to love what it. I've heard. <laughs> um, and if you're looking on YouTube and you're like, oh, she looks 25. Just remember black don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The best beauty plug I've ever heard. Incredible. <laughs> um, so it, over the years, my why has changed. For most of my life, my why has been based on other people's perceptions of me mm-hmm. and how I show up and show up perfectly. And that has been a good year and a half journey that I've gone through with therapy, with uh, a spiritual healer, with yoga, with reading the word um, to get to a point where my why is internal versus mm-hmm. external. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's taken a lot of work for me to get past the perfectionism stage and I'm still working on it daily. So now mm-hmm. it's really about my kids, my family is part of it, but really what do I want for Angel and what makes me happy and have peace in a sound mind? And that changes yeah. um, mm-hmm. from six months. It may be different than what it is today. I will say um, my one piece of advice would be your why doesn't have to be something that's written in stone and it's always the same. Mm-hmm. Be okay right. with changing. Be okay with the evolution of who yeah. you are and where you what you need at that moment because it yeah. may be different tomorrow than what it is today. That yeah. was such a refreshing answer, yeah. honestly, because I think people are so quick to go to you know, oh, it's my family, and of course we love our families. Like obviously yeah. we love our have we to. love our yeah. families, but I think. That journey, start, I'm 43 and that, you know, I think 39 is precisely where that happens. And I think that's why your 40s are so exciting. And I, I thought that was just something that 40 year olds said to make themselves feel better, that your 40s are your best. But I think it really, you nailed it. It really boils down to, um, I, I've never been a huge pleaser but you definitely spend, I think, your 20s and your 30s doing things for everyone else. You perceive that, you know, your employer, your spouse, mm-hmm. your your coworkers, you know, showing up and the things you think you have to do. And I think you do get to a point of just saying, you know what? Yeah. My current hobby is me. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, my business or my interests. And, you know, I can still love my family and show up for my family. And those are important pieces that... um. I'm having a blast, I think, exploring some of the same things that I think that, that you're exploring. Yeah, so that was, it's like that was fun to hear. You don't realize you probably have like become a chameleon. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I show up at work and this is who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Should, I'm at home. I'm this. And like yeah. my friends, I'm this. And like all of a sudden you're like, yeah. who is Charlotte? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Like, yeah. And I feel like this past year, probably it's so cool that it happened for you this past year because you probably did get that rest and slow down of just like all the like 
busyness mm-hmm. probably wasn't around with just this past year with COVID. Like, yeah. I feel like that's been one of the sweetest things with so many people is like, they kind of got to like retract and be like, okay, wait, yeah. what is important right now? Exactly. I love that you said right now. Yeah. It's huge. So I, I do want to come back to that idea of non-negotiables because I think you and Jimmy both, you know, I'm roping him into this as <laughs> though he's a guest too. So you can tell him, you know, hey, thanks for showing up. Um, but I think you guys have a very clear, almost framework for how you show up and how you communicate and, you know, who you are at work. You and I had a call work related this week and here we're having, you know, a conversation around kind of your personal brand as well. You're super consistent, you know, exactly who you are and what you stand for and the message you want to send out into the world. So talk to us a little bit about that. What are your non-negotiables and how did you two either independently or together get to some of those like pillars and frameworks around how you show up? Yeah, we, I wouldn't say in life I have like super hard and fast non-negotiable. I'm a, I'm a more of a gray person because Mm -hmm. I can see like, Black and white is not where I live. I live in gray mm-hmm. and I have passion and empathy for people, but I have yeah. gotten to the point where like non-negotiable, I have to take care of my mind. Mm-hmm. Period. Like if mm-hmm. this is going to drive me nuts, I can't do it. I can't be involved with it. I'm walking away. Um, I'm going to say no to things, which I yeah. never said no before. <laughs> and it's not any certain thing. I mean, of course, the baseline of especially Jimmy and I together is always integrity and trying to live a life of integrity. And especially, and I don't know if it's a pressure just from being black, Mm. but um, it's about not just raising us up and our family up. It's the generations to come Mm. because we have so far um, as a black community to jump. Um, and so we are really focused on intentionality mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. We do have several pair, like our marriage is number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even when the stuff is bad and it's like oil and water, like we always know <laughs> that we are friends and we can come back to that friendship mm-hmm. and partnership. And we're not enemies. Like yeah. we tell each other that we're not right. enemies. And then when things are awry, it's like, okay, this is my first time being married. Even though we've been married 16 years, we will yeah. say, like, yeah. this is you My didn't get a practice run. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> That's yeah. great. No trial runs. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, fitness is, is for me, I go in waves. It's always important overall health, but I'll have, you know, months where I don't work out at all. But mm-hmm. for him, it's every single day or at least five to six times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a saying, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And I did steal that from Will Smith, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's not coming for you. <laughs> and and we're, we are not trying to have bodies for um, a swimsuit or a vacation. It's we want to live to we're 104. Yeah, so awesome. in order for us to live to 104, like you have to do stuff to yeah. stay healthy. That's right. Um, career. And when I say career is a pillar for us, it's not, um, go chase and try to get titles. It's about living in your passion, mm, yeah. whatever that passion is. And that's why we decided as a family that we would start be easy and Jimmy would walk away from corporate America in yeah. order to do that. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy retail. I'm a retail geek. So it really fits for me. Now, will I do it forever? Who knows? I'll probably hopefully be able to join BZ full time and do the stuff I do for Walmart for um, our own company. 
finances is also a pillar for us. It's about building an inheritance. And that mm-hmm. inheritance, it comes in two ways, not just financially, but information. Mm-hmm. The biggest gap that we see, and this is not just Black community, this is in every community that really your gifts and information aren't passed down. When we start doing research on like grandparents, you're like, man, my great grandfather built houses. That's why I'm passionate about design. Like there are all these connections um, and we want to make sure that is passed down. And then our kids, our kids are that fifth pillar of importance for us. And, Mm -hmm. um, letting them be who they are and not trying to put them in a box. Yeah. If you were raised in the eighties, you were probably really put in a box of like, this is how you should behave. This is what you should do. That's why we have this generation of Gen Zers that are like, no, bruh, I'm going to do what I want to do and act like how I want to (laughs) act. Can't imagine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and I love that your kids are so visibly present, you know, in the BZ brand and framework. I also love how quickly you were able to run through those pillars. I kind of knew you would probably yeah. have that at the ready because um, you are very intentional in in how you show up. And, and I love that. So, yeah. yeah. I was about to ask you like, okay, how, what are your like non-negotiables with work and like clients and people you bring on? And I'm like, I can see how you would make decisions based off of like your mm-hmm. personal pillars. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see that. Yeah, it really is. So who who influences you? You can think about that. Some people like to answer that from a social media perspective and like, this is who I love following. They bring me joy. They inspire me. Some people go to, you know, family and this is the person who is a mentor and inspiration to me. So I have so many influences. I would say the first like celebrity influence in my life would be Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. And that's probably so stereotypical no, for me no, to say, but I'm legit. a journalism major. Yeah, I major in journalism. <laughs> Thinking I was going to have the next Oprah Winfrey show, like I had it planned out. Um, <laughs> it's not too late. Not too late. <laughs> we would tune in. Yeah, we would. <laughs> uh, so she, she was has always been a big inspiration. Of course, my mom and my dad and my grandparents, um, my mom always tell her like the greatest gift that she give, gave me was introducing me to God and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of religion, I have a deep spiritual connection. So I'm always praying and I'm always seeking. Mm-hmm. Even when I meet somebody like, why did you have me meet them? What do you need me to say to them? And that's always mm-hmm. a guiding principle for me. My friends, um, we have a group chat that I could never share with anybody else. <laughs> Beth is the same way. Yes, I'm like, wow, that's relatable. Yeah, <laughs> like it um, would get us sued. It would get us fired. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it is when we say unvarnished truth. <laughs> it is unvarnished truth. That's and, awesome. And they, those women. Um, you know, have seen me at my lowest point and at my yeah. highest point and everywhere in between, and they still ride with me. So yeah. they influence me. From an influencer perspective, one of my favorite influencers is I Am Beauty Curve. Mm. She is a plus size um, fashion blogger mm. that I love to follow. She has two kids. Um, so she shares about her children. Yeah. She shares her passion for God. She is super fashionable. She's also had a line in Lane Bryant. Mm, interesting. Um, That's which awesome. Which is really cool. And she lives in Little Rock. 
Oh, oh, we will be sure LR. to link there her. That's awesome. Also, how did I not know you were from Louisiana? What part specifically? So I was born in a little town called Pineville, Louisiana, and okay. I lived in Shreveport. Okay. But my mother's side is from New Orleans, mm-hmm. and my dad's side is from um, Plaquemine, right outside of Baton Rouge. Okay. That's cool. So my husband and I met in Magnolia, Arkansas. Actually, oh, okay. Technically speaking, we met at a bar in Louisiana because you know what all those SAU kids did every uh, Wednesday yeah. night is cross that line. Yeah. So um, that's, that's what so Louisiana is there for. Yes, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have a lot of friends in Bossier and in Shreveport. So I don't know how we haven't gotten there before. Yeah, yeah that's fun stuff. <laughs> okay, so I have another question for you. I think you have an interesting way of showing up for women. Um, you kind of alluded to it just now um, when you referenced even your friend group. Um, and I remember you were at uh, Megaphone Conference, uh, Megaphone Summit with us a year or two ago, back when we, in the before times, when we had giant events with 250 people Gosh. and uh, did a fabulous job. You were involved from the Anheuser-Busch side, which was fun. And then you and I went out to lunch after the event and you were chastising me and I loved it because most people don't call me out. And you were, um, you were giving me a really hard time because I'd kind of emceed the event all weekend and I'm, you know, I'm pretty comfortable on stage and behind a microphone, but I also tend to make like self-deprecating jokes, you know, and I'll kind of, you know, carry on. And I mean, you read me the riot act and mm. said, you don't, that is not what you do when you have the stage and when you have the the control of the room and you, you know, you don't, um, I can't remember exactly how you phrase it, but you see, you don't talk yourself down basically. And I thought I have never had another woman speak to me in this way. And and you're at the same time, like, I love you. No, you, you, it's, you know, we have a good relationship and you were like, I love you. Now let me tell you this thing that you probably don't want to hear. And I think that's very distinct because I think most women shy away from having hard conversations with other women or even advocating for and advancing other women. So I'd just love for you to unpack that mentality a little bit. I think, I mean, um, my grandmother and my mom are that way. They have no Mm -hmm. problem with um, (laughs) (laughs) telling me they don't like the haircut I have. I I always do do that. (laughs) I try not to do that piece of it, but it really goes back to, I have a wonderful mentor and friend who's actually um, my leader at Walmart, Latrice mm-hmm. Watkins. I love Latrice. And since I'm, I met her when I was in college and since that time, she's always been super transparent with me. Mm-hmm. She lifts me up and, and is my cheerleader and tells me the things that I'm doing great. But she mm-hmm. also will say, hey, I noticed this, you need to work on this. Mm-hmm. And I have found when she tells me that I trust her so much that I know it's real. Nobody yeah. else is saying it, but everybody mm-hmm. else is probably thinking it. So mm-hmm. I just try to pay that forward. When I see greatness and excellence in people, I just try yeah. to encourage mm-hmm. them to be all they can be. And if I see an area that can push them even further, I have mm-hmm. no problem with sharing that with them to help people grow. Yeah, I love that. It clearly comes from a place of love. And I think that's why it, you know, is so easily received. And I, I'm fortunate to know Latrice as well. And she is stellar in that way, just as you described her. And I love that. I think yeah. our listeners can take a lot from that. So. And just even having a mentor, 
I think yeah. is so huge. You know, someone who's in that like next season of life has seen it and is like, I've traveled down that road. Let me make sure you don't go that way. Like just, it helps you just know like, okay, I'm not alone. And someone else was in yeah. my shoes, like however many years mm-hmm. above them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we were talking just before this, actually, Char made me think of it. Um, you know, the the social media space gets a lot of kind of hard knocks and bad raps. And we always laugh about like influencers in the wild when we're on the podcast. And, you know, you've got you've got so many people who perceive the social media space as really unhealthy and, you know, a place for comparison and a place for, um, you know, just seeing the haves and the have nots and I'm a pretty inherently joyful person. Like I enjoy social media and I don't show up and think, well, I need my house to look like this or I need my hair to look like that. I do get some inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I need to try that. That looks like an awesome product. But I would love for you to dig into that because I suspect you have some opinions on it. And, you know, it, social media plays in a lot into what you're doing with beauty. So yeah. I'd love for you to just talk on that subject for a minute. What I love, um, I didn't mention at one point I did start a blog right before I started at I Walmart. remember this. <laughs> like, I, I think we all have. Have a week. <laughs> I was excited about it too. <laughs> yeah. I was the official beauty, um, you know, influencer at Essence Fest for Walmart yep. right before I started at Walmart. And then I started at Walmart and I had to focus on there. <laughs> but what I found, um, in that space mm-hmm. is by sharing my story, being authentic with people like the DMs I would get mm-hmm. um, from women saying, thank you for sharing that because yeah. nobody talks about it. I talk about, you know, depression and how hard mm-hmm. it is to raise a kid, mm-hmm. how hard it is to lose weight after having children, um, yeah. secret beauty tips. Like if you're tired, put on some powder under your eyes, let it sit. Mm-hmm. Like we call it baking, mm-hmm. but Bake, <laughs> bake those eyes. I'm like, keep it coming. Yeah. yeah keep and the love and support I got from women and men was mm-hmm. really extraordinary. And I think the beauty of social media, when you tap into it the right way, is that you can right. build these really positive communities. Mm-hmm. And then for women, they can make a lot of money. Like women, exactly. <laughs> you yes. know, women have a hard time breaking into corporate America, being the yeah. CEO of a company, being an exec in the C-suite. Mm-hmm. Now we have all these women that are create. They created an entire industry. They run the industry, and they're making absolutely, bank. yeah. Like that is a game changer for generations yeah. to come. It is. I love, love that you brought that up. And you've been a tremendous supporter and advocate for Soapbox, I think, through the years, which is something that I appreciate in you very much. But I think part of it is that you see that we have a real passion for what I always call we're helping women make a living from their living rooms. Right. We have access to companies and brands and we have know how. You know, we speak retail and we we understand how to engage and interact with Walmart and with the brands that are on the shelf at Walmart. And so we always say to the influencers in our community, you do you, please perfect your craft. Like, you know, perfect your copywriting, perfect your photography, find your story, find your voice. Do not call on the brands. We've got that for you. We know how to do that. And we will go advocate for you and we'll advocate for the pay rates that you deserve so that you can support your family through you know, this really, really cool, as you said, Angel, you know, world that didn't even exist, you know, truly 10 years ago. 
And so that it's so refreshing, I think, when people like yourself and in a position with shopper marketing or brands or retailers understand that because there's such a disconnect at times. Yeah. And I think actually that's a cool segue because we've had some good conversations with you recently and we're exploring some ideas and I love how forward thinking you always are. (laughs) We're, we're throwing some things up on the board to see what will stick and you're bringing some of that almost a mentality around crowdsourcing to Walmart beauty. Is that something you can talk about? Yeah, we are really trying to, um, reshape how we go to market from a marketing standpoint and build a reputation as an industry leader in beauty. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a great leader. His name is Musab. He comes from a dot-com experience. So he is really shaking us up and pushing us in the way that naturally I want to go anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So the power within beauty is that you get your advice from people you trust and your friends um, along with family traditions. And so we're really trying to tap into, as a merchant, how can I be the trusted voice for Walmart? Um, How can I create a community and a conversation? And then how can we have micro influencers across the country Mm -hmm. that tied to those 4,700 stores that we have Mm -hmm. and the 160 million people that shop the stores every day? How can we tie into those um, communities and really have a voice that matches that community. Because what mm-hmm. somebody is doing in New York is different than right. what they're doing in Texas and Absolutely. Arkansas or California. Yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth marketing is not dead. Yeah. <laughs> not dead. <laughs> so true. I know we had this quick conversation earlier today. We were getting ready actually for the podcast and you and I were kind of laughing at like our shared or our renewed passion for LinkedIn because I am about some LinkedIn right now. So normally people come on uh, Social Proof and they're they're really talking about, you know, Instagram, which is obviously charming. We love it and and Clubhouse and all of these things. But I want to hear you talk about why you're into LinkedIn too right now. Um. You know, I have this coworker. Her name's Caroline. She's this funky, like, it, ball she's of energy. Awesome. And she's awesome. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> you need to get on LinkedIn and we need to start posting about the things that we're doing. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. let me go on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. And you know, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm an Instagram girl. Like, I love yeah. Instagram. I like the visual. <laughs> and so I started posting on there and the amount of views. Mm-hmm. I mean, in one day I can have 7,000 views. I'm like, yep. who are the people and who are yeah. they, how are they mm-hmm. watching? Yeah. Instagram, it's like, you've got to work really hard to get yes. a thousand views yeah. um, unless you have millions of followers. But <laughs> LinkedIn is, is the sweet spot. And now I'm it going is. into meetings with suppliers and, yeah. and other colleagues. And they're like, oh, I love the work that you're doing just because I posted yeah. it on LinkedIn. It's Isn't pretty funny? amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. I love it. Well, yeah. we'll have to unpack that another day. Okay. We have some wrap-up questions for you. So maybe I'll do the first one and Shark can close with the other one. Um, so they, they sound similar, but the first question is, what are you consuming? What are you devouring? And by that, we usually mean, you know, a podcast you're listening to, a series you're watching, a book you're reading, something that you're consuming right now. So, okay. I've got like two in, well, three, three, triangles. So <laughs> Build your wall. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> there's a pastor called Pastor Michael Todd. He's out of mm-hmm. Tulsa. But yes, I love like, him. <laughs> he's become yes, like I love him. Uh, he's a mega so great. star in that world. I've been absolutely consuming everything him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Whether it's he just had a series called Anchored about yeah. Anchored. So good. 
Um, so I'm all about that right now. And I love his marriage. like marriage story. So oh, speaking yes. of mar- wrapping up of your marriage, like how that's so important. Yeah. He speaks to that so well. That's awesome. We'll so link for sure. Re- relationship goals. Um, yes. Got a book out, but I watched that series a, maybe two years ago. If you haven't okay. watched it, you should watch it. Even right, if you're I'm not out. religious, it will help you with every relationship you have in your life. <laughs> um, the middle section would be like work related. I'm reading a okay. book called Unleashed. Mm-hmm. And uh, two professors out of Harvard. And it's about really like servant leadership. It's a mm-hmm. great read. And it's easy because they give you steps yeah. and checklists. Like, yeah. do you follow under this? Do you follow under this? Really mm. good. And then this is my, you know, trash. Yes. <laughs> Bring it. Stuff I'm into. <laughs> I binge watch Bridgerton. Absolutely. Like in a weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, keep, I keep like having flashbacks of episode six. I'll just yeah. put that out there. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, it's like it's cool. Cool. I'm but I think I'm they got married. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I just finished Gina and Georgia. Oh, my heard great si- things who about is that. it? Yeah. My sister, someone was telling me about this. Yes. But that that was a great um show. I watched that. It took me probably three weeks to finish that one. And then I'm watching, um, gosh, I forgot the name of the the show. Firefly Lane. Oh, I uh, keep hearing about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a book, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you know your Enneagram? I'm a seven. Well, I when knew I say, it. When knew I it say, when you <laughs> listed five things that you were consuming. Yeah, I like, knew you were a seven. Beth, me too. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when I take the inter- Enneagram, I show up as a two. Because wow. you know, I was going to guess three. You know, yeah. Southern <laughs> Christian women. Yes, no, we always it. have to be the helper. Mm. Yes. Yes. I'm missing we have that. To be the helper. <laughs> yeah. But that's like my, that's my fake. My husband's always like, you are not a helper. That is not <laughs> yes. a you are actually not that great. No. <laughs> No, I see you. I see you a little similar to me. I'm a seven wing eight. So the enthusiast, but with a hard side of like, oh, let me tell you what I really think. Mm -hmm. And let me shoot very straight with you. I love that. I'm a seven, which is crazy because I'm always in a high stress mode just because of what I do. Mm -hmm. I won a lot, Mm -hmm. which is totally Mm -hmm. opposite from my personality. Mm -hmm. That's the perfectionist, right? Well, yeah, literally, we came into the studio and Beth was like rearranging everything. <laughs> okay, so all right. just perfection. Yeah. And so I'm like, I get that. You guys like have to have the order. And then you're like, OK, now I can be wherever yeah, exactly, and whatever. Exactly. <laughs> OK, uh, so I'll go fast on mine. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm reading this book. It's called Paris Was Ours. And it's I'm, I'm a Francophile. I have a French degree. It's yeah. totally useful in my day to day life. And it's just this awesome collection of essays. And I'm really into anything that has kind of sense of place. And so it pulls in all these wonderful writers and just it's these really minute snapshots of just a moment when they were in Paris, in France and fell in love with the place. And I'm just (sighs) it's really light for me because there's no like it doesn't require my brain. So Mm. I'm loving it. Obviously, I binged Bridgerton. Yeah. You have to. Yes. And now yeah. we're on the Queen's Gambit. And oh. I'm liking it. And I didn't Don't think worry, I would. I bought a chessboard after that one. Oh, <laughs> my husband is wearing me out watching these like YouTube chess videos. And I'm like, I can't. I, can't I mean, do this. yeah. What about you, Shark? Um, I would say, I think we actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Beth pointed out that 
I really love everything tan leather. Yes. I like, I, yeah, I think I have today. tan leather boots on. <laughs> I have a tan leather bag. I just have like so much tan leather. And with that, I love a good leather bound journal. Mm. Like, and I, I'm like you, I've been dipping into the morning life and I've loved been doing that in the morning, just like, like morning all, pages. Yeah. Yeah. I will do new morning mercies and then I just sit, open that leather bound journal. There's something about a new leather mm. bound journal. Cathartic. And I just love sitting there writing whatever thought comes to my mind. It might be anger. It mm-hmm. might be contentness. Mm-hmm. It might be anything like joy. I don't know. Um, just been doing that. I've been just consuming just my thoughts, I guess. That's good. That's good. Consuming, consuming you. That's, yeah, that's pretty healthy. Yeah. But yeah. so leather bound journals too. Yeah. But um, the next one, the next question is just, what are you so into? Mm-hmm. And this can go anywhere to like a coffee mug or, you know, anything like mine right now. A lip bar lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> um, is the other end of the spectrum dirty martinis oh you are is currently i finally was like i want to be that cool person sitting at the table <laughs> with the olives in my drink and see if i like it and i do so and I'm it turns out i can does. look cool on the patio yeah but I love it. yeah so i want to know what are you so into right now okay so for about 12 years i've been saying i'm gonna buy a luxury bag but if you know me i'm really cheap um and so I have not ever bought a luxury bag. Now I'm obsessed with figuring out what the perfect bag would be. Oh, so it's a whole research project. I love it. Oh gosh. Mine's going to be shop able. That's where I got my leather bag. Mm. I'll link them. We could have a whole episode probably on the bag. So perhaps we need a separate conversation. All right. We're going to cut ourselves off because I know you've got to go red for women event. And this has been so fun. Angel, thank you so much. It's always a delight to see your face and to get to have a conversation with you. So thank you for being with us. And thanks for being who you are. We need more of you out there. For sure. Thanks for having me. I love it. I'm so glad that you started this platform. This is amazing. (laughs) Thanks, friend. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.